Hello, welcome to Talent Matters, the recruiting podcast of dreams. I haven't uh, reeled that one out uh, for a while, so I thought it's time to, uh, to to bring that one back out uh, again. So welcome. Thank you for, for joining us. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite uh, uh, subjects, uh, job boards. Uh, very, very hotly debated and discussed uh, topic over the last, I think, 12, 20 years. Um, and I am joined by a fellow job board um, expert extraordinaire uh, in Lee Biggins, CEO and founder of CV, uh, CV Library. Hello, Lee. How are you doing? Hi, Dave. Calling very well. Thank you. Happy New Year to you and everyone. Happy New Year. How's your 2023 going so far? Um, well, it seems clear. I always feel like the recruitment action gets a little bit delayed every every year. I mean, we used to like fourth of fourth of January was like a massive day for us. And then it feels like it shifted to like the ninth or something, and now I feel like it shifts to like the second week, third week of every Jan. But like we've had a cracking start of the year. Thank you. Brilliant. That's good to hear. Normally in line with school holidays and. Uh, and trying to sort out childcare for uh, for your kids that you thought were going back to school on the second of January, but you find out they're going back on the fifth. So uh, normally some some last minute um, childcare rushing around uh, plants. So that normally delays um, delays things. Lee, I normally give everyone a bit of a title uh, on uh, on talent matters, um, and I was pondering this one, um, and I uh, just want to see how it see how it fits. So I was thinking of the uh, the king of the job boards um but you're quite you're a bit too young to be to be a king so you'd be a young king then i was thinking well prince prince of <laughs> princes are not getting a good rap at the minute so i i've decided i think you might have to be the king you might have to be the king of the job board how's uh you might have to wear that one how's that how's that how's that crap <laughs> Oh, it's very kind of you. Uh, I, I'll take it. I've got a little bit of a, well, I did have a gingery beard, but now it's got a bit grey, so I think maybe I won't quite shit the train's title after all. Yeah, let's, let's definitely stick with uh, with with the king. Um, so, I mean, you've been around pretty much since the, the start of the job board, of the job board world, 20-something um, years. Um, can you, I mean, can you fit, and a, and a 20 year intro into 30 seconds? Don't know. Try it. I can certainly try. Well, I had the idea in 99, um, went down the pub and found somebody who could help me build the website in 2000. So I guess uh, October 2000, by the time we got live, um, we actually did um, have a limited liability partnership and then we made the company limited company in 2003. Sometimes it looks like we've not been quite around as long as we have. Um, but yeah, we started very modestly for £9,000, launched a CB database, realised a couple of years later that actually there was a lot of demand for the job side and the application. So we launched the job board on top, but stuck with CB library. Um, from an SEO point of view back then, actually probably would have been nice to have had the web jobs in it, um, but we survived. Um, but look, we had a, a fantastic time from 2003 up to the recession. We weathered the recession well, battened down the hatches, grew our customer service, um, always knew how to look after our clients and did a fantastic job at customer service as we still do today. Um, I mean, we've been growing 
ever since in in every way. And um, as you know, our, our entry into the US market in 2014, it's now started really coming to fruition. We've had a, a good last, um, especially last six months in the US market, have really turned a corner. And um, ambitions to be a, a climbing job board player now. Fantastic, and I'm sure you will be as well. I mean, it is a it's an excellent business, and you know, you mentioned about support, customer service. You know, I can I can vouch for that for, for certain, and it's been really interesting and good to watch. You know, the growth of of CV Library over the last you know over these last twenty odd years. So, uh, uh, kudos to you for for that. Absolutely. Um, now. I want to get stuck into the, the a very hot topic of, of job board prices. Um, you know, a lot of job boards um, have increased rates of of late, um, and the common kind of uh, complaint or comment that I get from 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 my clients is, oh, you know, it's just a it's just putting a little job on a on a on a job board. It doesn't cost them anything to to put that on there. Um, and of course it does, but I thought, you know, who better to ask um, than you around, you know, some of the costs that are incurred for that single job or whatever it is, you know, running a job board is not something that comes without its its cost and, and uh, uh, you know, expenses, right? No, certainly not. I'm not I'll try and cover that off as, as well as I can. I mean, you just talked about like 20 year journey. I mean, they started with two of us and now there's three hundred of us and all those staff need looking after and to be paid and invested in. Um, and, you know, we need uh, a lot of subject matter experts within the business. Things are much more difficult than they used to be. Um, our investment into technology, into, you know, mobile technologies, investment into things like social media, um, but actually things that are far behind the scenes like security the cost of security and running data ecosystems um and you know as you become more enterprising crm things like that it, it all adds up um but i guess the answer to does it cost us anything to put a job on the job board well not really um but actually it's what we do with that job and all job boards don't just stick the job on their own site they have to circulate those jobs they need to then um, try to attract candidates to those jobs. And that's where the cost has considerably increased um, in the last 12 to 18 months. I mean, I think certainly myself, everyone thought we'd come out of COVID and there was going to be thousands of job seekers, but it's actually the opposite. I don't know whether people had saved money, could afford not to work, people retired. Um, I know they crossed over with Brexit, lots of labour leaving the UK. Um, but the candidates have become, or job seekers have become far more demanding in the kind of jobs they want to do. Um, and that's leaving a considerable shortage of candidates. And therefore, there's a lot more infighting amongst us competitors to attract candidates. Um, so costs have gone up quite considerably to the point where I'd say for us, in some cases, fourfold. Um, and, uh, you know, if you do, if you get it right, job boards are very profitable businesses. So we're able to stomach and swallow a lot of that. Um, but, but some, unfortunately, does have to be passed on. And with more data available and the way we operate rental algorithms, um, you want to give everyone a fair shot at getting the apps. You just have to have the pricing model right. The other area which um, 
I think has made a considerable difference um, is programmatic. Uh, we used to be able to buy traffic from an awful lot of partners um, on a flat fee basis per registration per app and, you know, kept our costs for considerable amounts of traffic fairly fairly low and fairly stable. But now you've got dozens of agencies and um, digital recruitment businesses and job boards and apps all working programmatically, which has, again, really, really increased the, the cost of certain of applications and certain candidates. Um, don't get me wrong, everybody um, in the job board world as a job board should be absolutely striving to attract direct candidates through TV campaigns or you know radio campaigns, offline campaigns, SEO, um, and providing a good experience for candidates to, to return and engage again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, even those advertising, after advertising costs, uh, real estate, even now, real estate on train, trains and tubes, trying to get it within the, <laughs> either side of the strikes is, is getting quite expensive. It's a good point. I mean, that's one of the, you know, that's your kind of trademark, isn't it? The the outdoor market is is where, you know, that's your trademark marketing kind of position. It, 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 for, for many for many people, you ask them about you know CV library, and they'll often refer to to an outdoor ad that they've that they've seen. But of course, traffic comes in from a lot of different places. Clearly, I mean, from day one, I've always been heavily focused on buying advertising around commuters uh, because I, I believe that's the number one place to target them, and we've always avoided. And whether it's the right thing or not, in my opinion, it is. We've avoided sports and um, leisure things, you know, where people are going to switch off from work. But on the community, they're always there thinking, you know, do I really want to be doing this? And with less commuters, it's it's slightly harder to reach them. So we've had to come up with more innovative ways. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. I haven't actually thought about about the strikes and the impact that that may well have in terms of uh, a footfall. I mean, it feels as though we're in a, a little bit of a of an of an of another evolution of of job boards. Um, you know, you mentioned um, programmatic um, in terms of the way that you're sourcing some of the candidates, and but you guys also have just acquired brilliant jobs, right? Programmatic. Great. Um, yes, um, we made that acquisition um, about six months ago. Um, it's been. A Great acquisition uh, so far. We try to build a programmatic product ourselves, but with um, a, a transformation of our technology and new platforms being built and everything being done, we decided to acquire a business which also helped us bring some talent uh, from that business into our business and has so far been very successful. It's certainly expedited the way that we can service um, clients who wish to buy programmatically in the UK and certainly for our international growth as well. So that's a, a, that's an actual piece of technology then? It's a, a programmatic tool? Yes, um, it's, a, it's a programmatic platform which enables us to um, to bid a, across a huge network of sites and be able to deliver candidates based on CPC or CPA. Yeah. Programmatic is... Which is the... Curation, which is what we we offer, we offered currently before. Yeah, um, 
I mean, kind of duration too programmatic. It, it seems to be that start of that evolution for for job boards. You know, obviously there are a lot of programmatic um, providers out there. I don't know quite what you call them, or aggregators. Um, from an adoption point of view for recruitment businesses, it's been a bit slow. Um, of kind of we covered this topic off on a previous some previous podcasts, but adoption has been a bit slow from uh, for recruitment agencies because it's quite com quite quite complex and takes quite a long time to get set up in comparison to taking you know a hundred jobs. And, you know, with a, a business like CV Library, they could ask for 100 jobs at, at 12 o'clock and by, by 1 o'clock, they've got logins and they're posting jobs. Programmatic doesn't seem to be quite that quick at the minute. Um, I mean, what's your kind of take on on it so far? And is it is it inevitable that we're going to move to that? You know, so no. without trying to cause too much controversy, but oh, we want controversy, Lee. This is what we want. We want controversy. Yeah, but look, I sat there in many events um, in the last five years and fought hard against um, thinking that programmatic would be the way forward and that duration base always offered more value. I actually still stick with the belief that actually duration base at this time still offers better value for money. Um, Let's transparency, perhaps, on performance. Um, and actually, the corporates just want to have to pay as you go on performance. Um, the, the the problem we have is I think the red cons recognize, or staffing agencies recognize that it is better value for money, um, being able to post a duration-based ad. And but let's face it, I do think in certain circumstances, some like to keep ads live as long as possible because it fills internal talent pools and um you know helps lead to to other opportunities um the trouble is now that a lot of players and job boards are turning to a programmatic algorithm if the staffing agencies don't start to take the adoption of programmatic, their ads will start to decline in, in, in performance. I don't think we're quite there yet. Um, and I'm not sure how some of our competitors are now running their algorithms on, on their job boards. But if you certainly look at LinkedIn, um, um, sorry, it, it, indeed, I mean, everything performance based, however much you pay really depends on how high you appear in the search. Um, and obviously they've been hugely successful and there's an awful lot of job boards that will be following their lead. So I don't see many new job boards appearing um, in the market that are duration-based anymore. Um, and I do think whilst you would you could argue um, it's a fairer way to, to charge for applications and candidates, I do think long-term it's, it's more expensive. And it's certainly, as I said earlier, pushed up the costs um, for, for, for duration-based job was like CV library predominant years to attract candidates. I think that's that's also one of the things that meant that the adoption has been quite slow when you you compare the cost of a of a performance-based campaign versus a duration-based campaign. You know, nearly always the performance costs cost more, and you know the conversation goes back to well, you know, that's how much those candidates, that's how much it costs to attract those 
type of candidates. And maybe to sure. a certain extent, we're back to, you know, the the job board you saying earlier, almost weathering some of the storm in some areas in terms of the cost of the of, of attracting that candidate. Um, and in others, making more money or less money. So it's almost like the job board is the conduit um, to 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 getting those candidates. And ultimately, I always think that it's the clients don't really, they're not really bothered about how they're being charged. They just want good quality candidates. And if they get good quality candidates, what they see is value for money, then they're happy, whether or not they're paying £10 a job or 50p a click. You know, the outcome is, did I get a good candidate? Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the job of the job board is to deliver good candidates at the end of the day. Um, and that's what we're all striving to do. It just, unfortunately, you have slightly less control when you're, when you're working with a client on programmatic. Um, the candidate experience can be more painful as people cut and change their jobs so regularly with programmatic versus a, a more static ad. Uh, for instance, a candidate could receive a job by email tomorrow morning from someone that posted a 28-day ad and read the email three days later and still be able to apply for it. The chances are if you programmatically posted in the dynamic feed, that job would have changed in some form of having new unique URL and the job will be dead. It costs, it costs us to deliver the job to the inbox and to pay for potentially clicks that don't need any rev. And Obviously, the the candidate doesn't end up applying for the job and has the frustration, and then the actual, you know, employer loses the application. So there is, there is more to be thought about. So I guess you know the theories there with it, isn't it? And you know, as you said, you look at the likes of Indeed, um, you look at um, you know all of the other programmatically or performance based uh, boards. You know, they're all. You know, doing well you know however you define define that but it, there, there's more that needs to happen and that's why i said you know when we're at that kind of feels like we're at the start of the next sort of evolution of of job boards uh, and it's interesting you mentioned about job about recruitment businesses slowly having to you know start to adopt some of the some performance stuff in their campaigns i think where you've got volume if you're you know if you're a big staffing agency with a lot of jobs you just need to, to identify by which jobs are being fulfilled easily which ones you get lots of applications for and those are the obvious ones to stick with duration but there is always going to be what i would say is the harder to fill jobs um programmatic does give us a much better opportunity um to work on a cost per app or a cost per cook to be able to invest significantly more um you know, to, to, to deliver for that job. I mean, previously you would have a very flat rate for duration as in it would be one rate for your entire inventory uh, of jobs. So let's just say a staffing agency had a thousand jobs and they paid, I don't know, for a so let's just say it's £10 a job. Um, that would be a flat rate. Well, for £10 a job, you can deliver ad. I mean, people, you can deliver others. But if you're looking for data scientists or cybersecurity experts, or rocket scientists or whatever it might be, it's really, really difficult to deliver at that level. The beauty of the programmatic does enable us to be able to change the pricing per role based on application or per click. So actually we can go out and we can tender more for applications um, to that job. So we can make it perform better. And I just think um, 
there is a challenge there for staffing agencies to recognise which roles they can get, you know, which are more challenging roles to fill, which actually if they spend more, they, you know, and I know it sounds like a sales pitch, but if they spend more, they can actually hopefully fulfill those jobs better. Sort of goes back a little bit to some of the, you know, conversations that you have with clients around taking, you know, either premium, you know, like a, you have a standard job and then you have like a premium job or, or, or however, um, and having, you know, a few of those in your inventory that, that, I mean, we talk to clients about that, um, you know, that you'd have different job types for different, um, or inventory types for the different jobs that you're recruiting for. So maybe it's something similar along, along those lines. Um, but, uh, and that, and, and we do do that and those jobs do outperform standard jobs quite considerably. Um, where the real game changer is is that before it doesn't matter if we'd have paid more money for a premium job to all our partners for instance the job would never have been ranked higher but now those partners are ranking based on what you're paying you can actually make a difference to the candidates you can attract but again as i said it does actually have a you know a negative impact on some of your standard jobs because some people are just for the sake of it i don't know saying new business enters the, the market wants to take a big share line to sit because it's like, no, just pay a fortune to that partner to try and promote all those jobs. So all of a sudden, it's just having a lot on effect on all the other job boards. Yeah. And I can t- I kind of take it back to an experience I, I remember almost 20 years ago when we used to use a company called Overture, which was eventually bought out um, by uh, Yahoo. And I remember they used to have a very transparent price on what you pay per click. And we would pay something like, I don't know, 10 p a click um, on admin jobs. And I remember that the Royal Navy was paying like 60 p a click on every single job category you could. So we just worked without everybody. All the stuff we had to pay more just to, do, to advertise any job because there's someone in you know, the Royal Navy or the media company they were using decided to pay like 40p more than anybody else by mistake. And, uh, you know, that, that, that had a significant impact back then. And coming, you can re- refer back to that now. A few, it's funny, isn't it? A few things don't change today in terms of, you know, trying to sort of flood the market and, and influence the price for, for, for everything as, as we go, but, you know, likely come back you know, a lot of it comes back down to supply and demand. And if you've got less um, candidates in the marketplace, then, you know, that, you know, that's a significant challenge that everybody has been, been faced with, you know, whether or not it's pro programmatic performance, you know, whatever it is, that's been a challenge for, for people. And I guess we'll see how that's going to pan out this year. But what do you, uh, you know, what What would you say to recruiters? You know, you've already kind of said, you know, start to at least think about having some sort of performance element to your campaign. But, you know, what would you say to recruiters for the, for the coming year in terms of advertising, you know, and attracting candidates? Well, look, I think you have to have, a, you know, a sensible balanced mix of everything to try to attract candidates. And, you know, you need to be looking at every... Avenue. I mean, I, unfortunately, I think the job boards always get bashed quite heavily for, for you know, the necessary evil. But we are still the number one 
for delivering applications. And you just, my recommendation is speak in depth to your account manager about how you can improve your performance, like what options are available to you. Um, be open to understanding the value to, to using different products like featured jobs and programmatic. Um, and maybe this might sound like a bit of a pitch, but you know, CV databases are programmatic. So if you want to buy a CV database licenses and do the hard work of searching and sitting through everything, then it could be considerably more cost effective. And unfortunately the corporates, A, don't have the resource and B, don't have the desire to search. So they are inflating, um, they are inflating the, the, the costs of, of, of job advertising. A really good point. That's a really, really good point, actually, isn't it? Because you know, so much of and and you know, job boards get bashed around a little bit, and um, you know, re recruitment businesses also get bashed around a bit as well. But actually, you know, if you've got someone that's prepared to go through the database, search, contact, you know, uh, qualify candidates, then you know, that's why there are so many recruitment businesses still doing so well in the UK when you know they're constantly being bashed themselves for, you know, charging for, you know, there's a lot of similarities between the job board and, and the recruitment um, agency, actually, when you think about their, their, how necessary they are, but, you know, seem to be the first one to be bashed at any, at any point. But, but I absolutely agree. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people understand the reality of what a recruitment agency needs to do. I mean, we have small businesses that'll come and post 140 pound or whatever we whatever the cost is at the time to post a job, a single job, and they almost expect it just to fill itself. Um, well, it just doesn't look quite work like that. And um, you know, and then I don't think the reality of understanding that it's not our fault that a candidate hasn't turned up to interview if you haven't prepped them or encouraged them and done all the right things which a recruiter would do in the background quietly. Um I think we've always been incredibly loyal to recruitment agencies. It's still the lifeblood of CD Library. Um, unfortunately, I think they just had a tougher time with some of the other players in the market, recognizing that there's more, you know, there's more money potentially or whatever it is. They've just gone after the corporate market and, and forgotten about the recruitment agencies that got them to where they are now. And uh, we don't want to do that. Well, long may that, long may that continue. Um, Lee, I'm really getting stuck into this, and I'm conscious of time because we're we're flying through through time, um, as as always as we always do. So on a um, going to come out of of job boards and pricing and performance, and always end on my uh, strange but rather random but quite interesting question around food. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a bit of a foodie, um, so question is your your entertaining. You wanna um, you wanna show uh, your guests a good time. You're either cooking or taking people out. Um, and I did see something actually that you had um, entertained some uh, some people from CV Library. Um, so maybe you might um, you might want to duck this into your uh, into your answer. But you want to take someone out, nice meal. You're going to cook them something. What, what are you what are you cooking? What's on the menu? Oh, that's a really difficult one. So I'm definitely not a fantastic cook. That's not where my skills lie. Hopefully they're, they're slightly stronger in business world. Uh, I'd be the first person to say I'm not cooking. Let's just go out for something to eat and uh, <laughs> try and host them a good night and entertain them elsewhere. Um, certainly something 
Japanese or Asian would be would be my favourite. But that said, I have recently relocated um, to South Africa, where I'm talking to you from now. Wow! And um, what they call what we call barbecuing, they call uh, a braai, is a very very important social event in uh, South African culture. Uh, they're big meat eaters. I'm not a huge meat eater, but I'm certainly no vegan. And so I've been told um, by my better half that I better polish up my brain skills pretty quick. So I would like to think that doing a really nice sirloin um, on, on, on the braai in the in the next few weeks would be the way I would choose to entertain and feed people with. Obviously, mm-hmm. lots of rice, red red wine passed around, and uh, some smiley faces. That sounds that sounds good. So you, you've got to up your up your and I hadn't heard of that before. Bry skills to uh, for, for social acceptance, social community acceptance. Absolutely, and I'll tell you the biggest challenge. We turn out a barbecue in like forty five minutes in the UK. The brain goes on for hours. His his <laughs> uh, uh, literally two to three hours. You you nibble away. You feed people straight off the fire with samples on boards, um, meat boards and all sorts. It's, it's not really a sit down affair. So it, it does, you know, you definitely need a shower sinking of a bit of charcoal at the end of it. Sounds brilliant. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm up for that for, for, uh, for and yeah, not, not heard that before. So always learning, always, uh, always learning something new. Hey, brilliant. That was, that was great. Um, I love, I knew we were going to, have a very straight up, honest, um, you know, no nonsense approach um, today, and and that exactly as it as it's been. So, um, thank you so much for agreeing to to come on. Um, hopefully, that's been um, been useful for for those watching, and, and you um, it, it enjoyed that. But um, no, thank you, Lee. I really uh, really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And thanks to everyone that listens. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so uh, if you are listening or watching and you have some feedback, some comments and thoughts, you either agree or disagree, then do let us know. Do get in touch. Um, otherwise, come back uh, again soon. And um, yeah, thanks very much for, for everyone. And thanks very much to you, Lee. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.